2: Welcome into the Mark Cox morning show. Happy that you are with us. Uh, we are got uh, the roads covered for you this morning. Actually, ice is covering the roads. We're just covering what's happening as a result of the ice covering the roads. Kim Saint-Ange started to venture out from her neighborhood and it was too icy this morning, so she is uh, at home and uh, but still with us. How are you Kim?
3: I'm good, and I actually have an update about this clock we've been talking about yes. this morning behind me that's broken. And Peggy on Facebook said that I needed to change it to 5 o'clock because it's always 5 o'clock somewhere. So there I you go. It, it officially says 5.
2: I love it. I love it. We've been giving Kim grief about that. She's reporting live from her dining room this morning, and the clock behind her was broken, which means it's right two times a day. right. That's right. Yeah, sort of like Ron DeSantis. He he was right two times a day. And then he dropped out of the race, which he should have done from the uh, the beginning, right? I'm just speculating here. Uh, but still, uh, he did drop out yesterday. That's kind of been the big news in addition to the ice storm that has hit the greater St. Louis area. Now, here was my experience this morning. I almost slipped and and busted my rear end getting to my truck. Uh, but once I got, and it was a little slick in my neighborhood. Uh, but once I I put the truck in four wheel drive, once I got out of the neighborhood onto the uh, main roads, in in this case, um, Clayton Road and and um, and and Clarkson Road and the Interstate 64, I was fine. Now that was a couple hours ago, obviously 4 a.m. this morning, and uh, people have been having a lot of problems since then. Sue Thomas is tracking it all. And a lot of schools have closed. If you you know, you know, because they would have contacted you by now. But we'll keep an eye on it. It's supposed to turn to rain at some point, and then it'll all melt away, and you won't have to worry about it. Uh, In the meantime, Carl and I are just going to take a nap down here today. Right, Carl? I'm napping now. (laughs) Yeah, well, I missed that. (laughs) Thank you very much. We appreciate that. So we'll get to all that for you. we got uh, State Rep Jim Murphy coming up next. Uh, to talk about the uh, the death penalty uh, and media literacy, all at the same time. He's got a big event coming up. We'll uh, we'll chat with him about that. Brian Agers at the bottom of the hour on what you need to know about some changes in government policy uh, that are going to cost homeowners. And we'll we'll get Brian on here at seven thirty-five with more on that. Right now, Lo, let's get to our short list, please. The Mark Cox short list. I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their
4: resources. We don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending
2: my campaign. Yep, Ron DeSantis out uh, two days before the New Hampshire primary. What will it mean for the race?
5: Before we begin, I'd like to take time to congratulate Ron DeSantis
2: and, of course, a really terrific person. Yeah, he's he's a he's a, immediately a better person because he's no longer running against Donald Trump. And you'd be open to vetting to be his vice president potentially? Look, like, I absolutely love the job I have. I think it's one of the best jobs I could ever ask for. Sarah Huckabee Sanders says, "Yeah, I love my job. I don't. I." But she didn't say no when asked about being Trump's VP. We just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. Great race. Uh, yeah. She loves her some Ron DeSantis now that he's uh, out of the picture, but it, it, this is just a matter of time. She's going to deja vu make that same announcement very shortly. She might wait until she gets her clock cleaned in South Carolina, but it's coming. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. This whole situation is just crazy to me. And I, I do think it's hilarious that Trump said that DeSantis is a nice guy and Nikki Haley's complimenting DeSantis all of a sudden. I don't know.
2: I I think that uh, I it's just it, they should have all dropped out at the same time. They should have just made a deal. We're all going. And then uh, we're just going to throw our support behind Donald Trump because this is a yeah. freight train. They're not going to be able to stop, uh, in my humble opinion. Nikki Haley is not going to quit for one reason. She has a lot of uh, left wing money supporting her. Right. I mean, if if you're. Betting on the long shot, you take what you can afford to bet, and you say, "Okay, I'm going to bet." You you go you go to let's say you go to Vegas in um, in August, and you're betting on the winner of the NCAA basketball championship the following March. You know you you did your homework, or you're such a passionate fan about one team, you take your ten or hundred dollars or whatever you can expend, and you you put it on that team to win the national championship. But you don't keep going back throughout the course of the season as you see the team start to suck and put more money down on them to win the national championship. So that's what's going on with Nikki Haley. People funded her originally because they thought she had a chance here. After coming in third in Iowa, second in New Hampshire, and and a distant second, I imagine, in South Carolina, who would still give her money? Unless you're betting on the long shot that something happens to Donald Trump in one of these sham court cases— and that ends up affecting his ability to get elected. Now, he can get elected anyway, uh, and then he can pardon himself if, they're, if they're, they really find a biased enough jury somewhere that would convict him of one of these ridiculous charges. Um, that, that's got to be the only thing she's holding out for is that slight bit of hope. But again, who's bankrolling it? If your smart, smart money wouldn't bankroll that, that's a long shot. That is a long shot. So that's got to be it. Here's what Carrie Lake said about her um, yesterday.
3: I hope Nikki Haley um, looks in the mirror and and says, does she want to be the person who tries to stop a movement of taking back our country? Her numbers are not good here. Her numbers are terrible in her home state of South Carolina. And I hope that she does some soul searching, realizes that the globalists and the donors who are trying to control her, that she doesn't want to be their puppet anymore. She wants to get behind the movement of the great, incredible people like you see down here in this amazing country. And she wants to get behind us and with us and join behind making President Trump the 47th president of the United States and saving this country.
2: All right. Uh, Carrie Lake, I, I just can't help but believe she's not on the short list for VP as well. She's running yeah, for Senate. I would. But yeah.
3: By the way, I think this could end up hurting Nikki Haley the longer she waits to drop out. Maybe she'll never drop out. Um, But I think people are going to look at her as she's refusing to unite as a party and back Trump, who's clearly going to be the nominee. Yeah,
2: I would agree with that 100 percent. All right, let's get to a quick break here. Uh, We've got uh, State Representative Jim Murphy coming up next. We're going to talk about his effort to uh, help people understand the media a little more. Uh, In addition to that, he's part of a group trying to end the death penalty in Missouri. It's all coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. Intention. All right, welcome back. So uh, lots going on in the uh, Missouri legislature these days, for sure. I don't know how much gets done before May, but isn't that the question we ask every year? I don't know. Let's get to State Representative Jim Murphy from uh, District 94. Jim, how are you?
5: I'm great, Mark. How are you this morning?
2: I'm doing fine. Uh, Great to get you on here today. I know one thing uh, we want to talk about is your media literacy uh, uh, event you've got coming up here. But before I get to that, I wanted sure. to ask you, I, I saw you uh, quoted, was it two weeks ago maybe, uh, in, in an article sure. regarding the death penalty in the state of Missouri. You and some other Republican legislators had discussed ending it in Missouri. What what was that all about? Why?
5: Well, that, that's a bill that's been, been kicked around the legislature now for a number of years. Uh, I was asked what my uh, personal uh, beliefs were in it. And frankly, I said that uh, I'm 100% pro-life. And if you're going to be 100% pro-life, you have to value all life. And uh, and and that's really my stance on that. I've met with individuals who've been falsely uh, uh, convicted, spent many, many years in jail, and, and then were vindicated. Uh, our Constitution basically leans to the individual rights over, over everything else. I mean, if we let... Uh, murderers go because there was an illegal search, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we let the, uh, Westboro, uh, Baptist church protest horribly at, uh, veterans, uh, uh, funerals, but because we, 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 believe that the individual rights uh, supersede the uh, everything else and we have to protect them. So when there's mistakes made with the, uh, with the death penalty, You know, it's a mistake you can't pull back. So uh, I've had uh, uh, a constituent whose parents were killed in front of him, and the the perpetrator was given a life sentence. And it's drug on now for 15 years, where every two years they end up going back to a different uh, hearing. And they said, for God's sakes, just give the guy life in prison because you're dragging the the family through this, this horror over and over again. So there's lots of reasons to, to say you know let, let let's put an end to it. Uh, we we can't afford mistakes. And uh, personally, I you know I I remember an old uh, uh, West Wing uh, uh, episode where they asked uh, one of the liberals on there, what do you think about? And they said, well, you know we ought to do away with the uh, death penalty, but we ought to hang them up by their uh, by their thumbs and hit them in the face every day for the rest of their lives. And I, I'd be <laughs> I don't want to suggest that, but I, I I think maybe sometimes the death penalty's giving them the easy way out. I think that they should representative. This is Kim.
3: Yeah. This, this is Kim. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, you know, obviously I'm very, very pro-life and I understand the concern about possibly making a mistake. You can't reverse that. But as as a Christian, I would look to, for example, like Genesis nine, which to me would, would justify that in some cases. I mean, what do you say to, to some people who might say that, that, it's different. You can be pro-life and still support the death penalty.
5: I i understand that. I mean, uh, certainly, you know, uh, a couple of years back, when, when uh, that murderer went into the uh, Catholic supply store and uh, you know did his dirty deeds, you know, that, that's a guy that's it's so horrific. How could you not want him to be uh, put to death? But you know, um, deep down in my soul, I say that uh, you know I'm pro-life and. Uh, that's that's my personal opinion I don't yeah. I don't disregard your opinion I think your opinion matters just as much as mine
2: so does that bill is that bill got any legs to it have you got it to committee yet or where, where does it stand
5: oh I, first of all it's not my bill uh, I'm, I'm not pushing that bill uh, so to speak I think uh, it probably will go nowhere as it always has yeah uh, I was asked so. my own personal opinion on it and, and I gave it
2: so, so Jim, before I run out of time here, you've got an event coming yeah. up Thursday, the twenty fifth. This Thursday yes, on do. artificial intelligence and media literacy. I got about about a minute and a half here. What's in it? Well,
5: basically, you know, our children receive so much information. They receive more information by the time they're ten now than we did in our entire lifetime, and we haven't taught our uh, our children how to process it. And what's happening is they they're they're seeing this stuff, they're believing it. And they and they have no way of verifying. They, we don't teach them how to do that. Uh, a lot of times they're bullied on the internet and they're internalized and they take it out badly. That's how you have uh, school shootings and so forth. So media literacy literacy is something that we need to teach our children on on how to verify and and not internalize all the all the grief and information that they're receiving out there. And now we have AI, which is a whole different uh, subject uh, of. Uh, frankly it, it's it's going to be at the point where we're not going to know what to believe unless we uh we know how to verify it and we've got some spe- uh, some in, uh some special uh people there uh Nick Niehaus who formed a uh AI, AI company that uh, teaches how to do AI uh Carol Daniels who has been a a media a long, you know star in this uh, area for a long time Julie Smith who wrote two books on the subject uh Danelle uh, Propes, who's the director of the National Association of Media Literacy. They'll all be on the uh, panel, along with the uh, superintendent of the Melville School District and a representative from the Lindbergh School District. Right. We're going to discuss h- how this should uh, be handled in our schools.
2: Coming up uh, this Thursday, the 25th, 7 to 9 at Melville High School. Uh, Jim Murphy, thanks for your time this morning.
5: Thank you, Mark. Have a good day. You
2: bet. Talk to you again soon. State Representative uh, Murphy there from a district in 94. Uh, So if that's something that catches your attention here, go to Melville High School this Thursday, and you can listen in on what they have to say. All right, coming up, quick break. My friend Brian Agers is going to join us. The administration has put some rules in place that are going to cost homeowners potentially a lot more to get their their air conditioner, uh, maybe their furnace fixed, in the years to come. We're going to talk it over with Brian when we come back. Stay
1: tuned.
0: The
5: heat is on. Corn pop was a bad suit.
2: Yeah, uh, so Joe Biden might be confused on a lot of things these days, but the people around him who are pulling the strings in this administration are are ideologues who have uh, decided to do whatever they want administratively to achieve their, their political ends. And in, and in large case, that deals with the environment and, and what they're doing is going to hit you in the pocketbook at some point just so you know that. And I've got my friend Brian Agers of Agers Heating and Air Conditioning on the phone right now. Brian, good morning to you.
4: Good morning, Mark.
2: Good to have you on, my friend. And, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past week. Uh, I can't believe, you know, what what's we've made this mistake before uh, when it came to refrigerant and it cost consumers a lot of money. And here we go again, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely, and this administration in particular seems to want to be putting the accelerator puddle all the way to the ground. For instance, the current refrigerant that we use, which is 410A, had a drawdown that was uh, kind of pre-scheduled by the government, and it was, you know, reduction of X amount of uh, percentage year over year, and early on in this administration, they took that number and they cut it even farther. And so what ended up happening is the price shot up. So it's like we're, we're fast approaching um, overinflated prices due to capacity on the current refrigerant just because the administration <laughs> says that it's ruining the environment.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, they, I remember what, 20 years ago they did this once before, right? They told us we had to change the refrigerant we we're using in cars and everything else because it was creating a hole in the ozone.
4: Right. It was chlorine based. And, um, you know, from what I've read and heard from the science, that chlorine molecules are too heavy to even make it into the upper atmosphere to hurt the ozone. And if chlorine was really such a a, a terrible thing for the environment, why are we still dumping it in swimming pools around the globe year round and putting it in our water to drink?
2: Yeah. Well, all all very good points. So, here's the other thing about it. Uh, you you're what you're seeing in the industry and I I love it that you want to get this information out to people. I mean, th- there are some pretty steep price increases coming down the, down the pike too, correct?
4: Yeah, so we're going to see some manufacturers are having a price increase, which is kind of an annual thing anyway, um here coming up shortly. And then when we roll into the later part of this year, as the drawdown of, uh, you know, manufacturing the current equipment comes to an end. At some point, manufacturing is not gonna wanna be left with uh, a huge amount of inventory of the old 410A equipment. So they're going to be switching over to the new production lines and they're not gonna wait until the last minute because they wanna make sure these lines are up and everything's good and and it's working. And because starting January 1 of next year, it, it's illegal to manufacture 410A equipment. So what, what we've been told by two major manufacturers is to expect a 30% price increase when this new 454B uh, refrigerant rolls out and is then what is being used by the industry. And so there's going to be some significant changes. I don't want people to think that their houses are going to blow up because that's not what this is about, but the refrigerant is slightly more flammable because it does have a, a smidge of propane in it and so in uh, the current refrigerant under right circumstances is flammable too not explosive but uh, now there's going to be sensors in the equipment that will detect a leak and force the fan on and there's just more sensors electronics design so on and so forth and then there's going to be retro kits to fit new HVAC equipment on old so that you don't necessarily have to replace the whole system. But all of this kind of snowballs into what we're being told is a 30 percent price increase over what we're experiencing today.
3: Brian, this is Kim. I'm curious how much time people might have if they do need to replace their HVAC before they would start seeing this price increase.
4: You know, it really depends upon when the manufacturers decide they're going to s- flip the switch over to the new product. Um, you know, they have till the end of the year to build it. But like I said, they're not going to wait until the 11th hour to make sure that, you know, the new product is, is good and flowing since they're up against the hard deadline to stop manufacturing the current stuff. So it really, I think is going to be case by case. And I worry that Uh, As consumers kind of start seeing the first domino fall, there's going to be a little bit of a panic, and before you know it, we're going to sell through the the other stuff, you know, the current models, and then we're going to be uh, left with no choice but to move right into that 30% more expensive product.
2: Wow. Are you offering people any any promotions right now on that? I am.
4: So, you know, this is one of those months where historically – Work is slow. People are still licking their wounds from uh, their spend at Christmas time. And so just to kind of keep the employees moving and keep the the dollars moving, we're offering something that we uh, have never done before. We're doing 15% off uh, an installation. And so kind of how the math works is um, when you combine the 15% off, when you look at the tax incentives and the other incentives available through various entities and and sometimes to the manufacturer we're seeing customers right now who are saving somewhere in the $6,500 range on a system wow Uh, and and then this promotion ends at the end of well I won't say the end of it it ends on uh, the 8th of February and then right off of the tail end of that we're going to see a significant price increase on the equipment just as the annual price increase shows up and then like I said later this year we're expecting another another 30. So I, I would say that you're somewhere in the ballpark of 50% less to install a system today
2: than a year from now. Wow. That's significant. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I hope people are paying attention, and if if that's something that's on their radar – Right now is a good time to act, my friend. We, we appreciate the information. Go to callagers.com, A-G-E-R-S, callagers.com, if you want to talk to Brian in person and and uh, get that scheduled. Brian, I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, we'll talk soon. Uh, Brian Ager's there, uh, who, of course, owns Ager's Heating and Air Conditioning and is a supporter of this show. But it, we are dealing with the issues being forced down our throat by these environmental wackos, if I can borrow Rush Limbaugh's term for them. And, uh, it's yeah, gonna a percent
3: I mean the 50 percent increase by this time next year is <laughs> wild to think about that and it's hard when your HVAC is working but you know it's older so you're likely going to have to replace it at some point and you don't know when so maybe just biting the bullet and doing it now before you have to deal with that big increase later on
2: this year yeah, or next year yeah tough tough decision but uh, sometimes you gotta gotta take advantage of opportunities for sure all right uh still ahead we've got Tom Ackerman coming in we'll talk more about uh, the the uh, football playoffs last night, I don't know if you watched the Chiefs win, if you watched uh, uh, Travis Kelsey's brother strip his shirt off and jump into the crowd with the Bills fans. I thought they were going to fight him. Uh, it was unbelievable. We'll uh, we'll get to more on that with Tom Ackerman coming up about 835.
1: Stay
4: tuned.
2: The Mark Cox Morning Show on 97.1 on. FM Talk.
0: St. Louis' home for conservative talk. The
5: Mark Cox Morning Show, on the air and streaming at 971talk.com. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
2: Uh, it's winter time. That's the urgent and horrifying news story. And if you're headed out on the roads, just know that uh, people cannot drive in the wintertime in this area. And there's a lot of ice, and uh, you might as well just take it easy wherever you're going, and eventually you'll get there. I, I see... Lots of red when I look at the map this morning. Uh, So, uh, you know, I'm just looking downtown here, Kim. The, The sidewalks look icy, but I do see people driving up and down the streets that don't seem to be having any problems. So it's good. It seems to be worse in some areas than others, from what I can tell.
3: I think if I had just gotten out of my neighborhood, maybe I would have been fine. But I, I slid so much in my neighborhood, even going so slow. In fact, I was trying to turn left to get out of my neighborhood, and I slid right past that turn.
2: Oh wow! Down the hill. All right. So I'm like,
3: all right, this is not happening.
2: I get it. Uh, why I'm home. You've got to be careful. All the schools, most of them have canceled now, and uh, just uh, a lot of businesses. The city of St. Louis, except for essential employees, uh, has shut down today. I'm not. I guess that's police and firefighters, right? think Mayor Jones is in her office over there. We could walk <laughs> over and see, Carl. What do you think? Is, is
3: Mayor Jones ever in her office?
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That's why they had to move the homeless people from the side of the office because it was in her line of view when she looked out the out the door, the window. <laughs> I've been in that mayor's office a lot. I know exactly what the view is looking out the window. And uh, she didn't want to see those tents down there. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't know if those poor people were out there last night or not. It was a little bit warmer, but it wasn't at least it wasn't zero. Um, but anyway, uh, coming up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Nikki Haley because she is the she's the only person left standing now that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of this race. What does she do next to differentiate herself from Donald Trump? I mean, she's got to go almost. Never trumper here, doesn't she? Don't you think, Kim? I mean, if she's going to stay in the race, she doesn't have Ron DeSantis to worry about anymore. She's hoping to gather every possible vote she can. All of Ron's supporters go to Trump, or at least the majority of them. Mm-hmm. She's got to try to appeal to people that don't like Donald Trump.
3: Right. Because the only the only supporters that, that were backing Ron DeSantis that will go to her are going to be the never Trumpers. Everybody else is going to go with Donald Trump because I think DeSantis much better aligns with him,
2: yeah. not Nikki Haley. Well, she made some very interesting comments um, Nikki Haley did regarding her race. And I'm now questioning, is that is that where she goes from this point forward? I mean, I, I don't mean every day but will she start to try to play up the uh, the racial aspect of this I, I I don't know I was I was surprised when I heard it I'm gonna play it for you when we come back here after the top of the hour and let you decide for yourself uh because I was pretty surprised by the tack that she took on it and it was again another question posed to her about the her answer about slavery and this is how she, Responded to it, so I'm going to get to that for you when we come back. Uh, Jesse Jane Duff will uh, join us about 20 after with her response to Ron DeSantis dropping out, and then we'll get to Tom Ackerman at the bottom of the hour. Talk a little bit of a little bit of football in case you watched the Chiefs last night. They squeaked out another one. That's all coming up at 8:35. We'll be back.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.